Blog Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA.
Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Love Zone USA, the place where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. Actually, we live, love, and learn. I'm your host. My name is Mike T. It's a place where we educate, elevate, and entertain, and we're going to do that this evening with a special show for you. And for those of you who uh, have to uh, leave for any reason, make sure you check us out tomorrow. On iTunes, there's a podcast, as well as our new listenership with uh, iHeartRadio. I'd like to welcome all our fans from iHeartRadio. You can get us on TuneIn. You can also get us at Stitcher.com. We're uh, all over the Internet. And you know, with the kind of format that we have here, we're one of the few radio stations that plays a variety of music. As we like to say, there's no segregation, just integration musically. And I'll be... Uh, your host this evening, and we got a special show for you, always a special show. We put a lot of work in doing these type of shows, and I think this is one that will be, uh, I guess, uh, serving to the public, something that's well needed out there, especially from accounts in the news recently. We have a doctor that will be on around 8.30 or so, but the uh, title of the show is Finding Love After Heartbreak. How many of you out in our audience, has uh, had a heartbreak and uh, kind of find it a little hard to move on or either uh, when you do move on, you're trying to move on, it's uh, kind of hard to find someone to love again, open up your heart because of what may have happened in your previous relationship. Well, we're going to help you with that tonight with uh, Dr. Dr. Romani. And she will be here at 830, Dr. Romani Duvasawa. And she's going to talk to you and give you her insight on how you can uh, move on. We're going to talk about a a few areas um, that I think will be helpful to all of you in our audience out there, those of you who have had that problem. So if you know somebody and you're listening and you'd like to invite them to the show, all you have to do is go to blogtalkradio.com slash USA. Or just go to Facebook and click on the link right there, Facebook.com, uh, The Love Zone USA, and there's a link for the show uh, tonight. So, you know, be sure to do that, and we'll <laughs> have you here with us on this uh, Thursday evening. I'd like to uh, welcome all of you to our special show tonight. You know, we got something new coming up uh, on The Love Zone USA it's a new show. It's going to be premiering August 14th. That's a Tuesday, about two weeks from now. And this will be our last show of August before we uh, uh, we go on to uh, hiatus. Um, but uh, on a Tuesday night, we got a brand new show. It's by two young ladies. One young lady named Zuhela, and the other host is Jackie, Jackie Almate. And they're going to be hosting a brand new show. It's a magazine-type format. Where they're going to be talking about health, beauty, fashion, and uh, business, relationships, news, <laughs> you name it. And they, they call the show Plus Size Life. That's right. We're going to be catering that to women and their plus size and plus size challenges. But we, the motto to that show is going to be, hey, being plus size is never a negative. <laughs> being plus size is never a negative. That's Plus Size Life Entertainment. Every Tuesday starting Tuesday, August 14th, we want to 
to invite all your friends and uh, check that show out. It's plus size women and men. Mm. But tonight's show, finding love after heartbreak. Have you ever had a heartbreak and and it's just hard for you to move on? Well, we'll be getting into that with our doctor, and she's new with us here, uh, as many of you know. Uh, good friend who has passed away. Oh, yeah, that's a little tough for me because I've known her for many, many years. Uh, Dr. Gwendolyn Goldsby Grant would be formerly of Essence Magazine who shared many of her insights with you. But I think you'll be very impressed with the woman that I've found that uh, I think can help us serve your needs uh, with those insights that will help you in love, relationships, health, and wealth. And uh, that's Dr. Romani Duvasala. She'll be on at 830. Right now I'm going to kick it off with some music, as we always do. We're going to give you a little bit of Tony Braxton. This is a song entitled Long As I Live here on the Love Zone USA.
What's going on, everybody? This is George Sandy Jr., and I'm looking for a few people to march with me. Will you join me in the march? If so, I want to take a few people with me. So be sure to join me as we march to greatness from thelovezoneusa.com. Jaheem featuring Keisha Cole. I've changed. 
of change here inside the Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart and we live it, live, love, and learn. Yeah, every Thursday night with yours truly. Going to be taking a break. We're going to come back in September with more shows, uh, more uh, insight, more information on love, sex, dating, relationships, and marriage, and more celebrities. So make sure you uh, enjoy this summer, enjoy this Labor Day, because we're going to be back with more of what you come here for. And tonight's show, Finding Love After Heartbreak, we have a special guest. First time on the show, her name is Dr. Romani Desavala. And she'll be here this around 8.30 or so. We're going to have her on. So I want you to stick and stay for that. She's going to give you some insight on how you can move on in your life when you have a bad breakup or any kind of breakup. Right now, I want to remind you that uh, tomorrow night, Fridays, every Friday, we got Tony Diamond. He's here with the top seven songs of the last seven days. And you probably got a whiff of Jeff on uh, yesterday, Wednesday night. With um, my main man, Rolls Royce Did you ride with him on the Soul Paradise? Well, if you didn't get a chance to check him out live last night Well, like I said, all these shows are on TuneIn We have them on uh, Apple Yeah, Apple, you can download the podcast there TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com And uh, our new platform, iHeartRadio They'll all be up there and this show will be up there tomorrow, so make sure you check it out. If you have to leave for any reason, take the show on the go. Right now, I'm going to take you back, take you back to one of my uh, favorites by this young lady. Yeah, we got something special coming up by her. Going to try to get her on radio and talk to you. You know what her name is? Well, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to recognize her voice. It's uh, Miss Shaka Khan. And this one's entitled, Ain't Nobody on the LoveZoneUSA.com.
what's up, you guys? This is Eric Benet, and I want to spend an evening with you, my fans, on the Love Zone, USA.com. On Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be stopping by the Love Zone, USA.com, to share my music from past, present, and future. So come on by and join me Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern so we can spend an evening together on the Love Zone, Love Zone USA.com.
and I spend my life with you. Here inside the Love Zone USA, yeah, a lot of people, when they get married, uh, some people take that uh, vow to heart till death do us part. And tonight's show, which features a doctor that I'm going to be bringing on shortly, is a show for those of you who um, make those uh, commitments, and sometimes it doesn't work out. So the show's title tonight is Finding Love After a Heartbreak When You Can't Spend Your Life With Someone. And uh, to introduce our guest tonight, I'd like to tell you a little bit about her. Her name is... Dr. Ramani Divasala. She's a licensed clinical psychologist in private practice in Santa Monica and Sherman Oaks, California, and she's a professor of psychology at California State University, Los Angeles, where she was named Outstanding Professor in 2012. She's also a visiting professor at the University of Johannesburg. She is the author of the Modern Relationship Survival Manual, Should I Stay or Should I Go? We'll talk about that tonight. And Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist. She is also the author of You Are Why You Eat, Change Your Food, Attitude, Change Your Life, as well as the author of numerous peer-reviewed journal articles, book chapters, and conference papers. Dr. Duvasala received her Bachelor's of Science in Psychology from the University of Connecticut and her Master's and Ph.D. degrees in clinical psychology from UCLA. She brings a wealth of expertise in relationships, sexuality, health, and wellness, and Dr. Duvasal was the uh, co-host of Oxygen's series, My Shopping Addiction, and has also been featured on series on Bravo, the Lifetime Movie Network, National Geographic, the History Channel, Discovery Science, and Investigation Discovery, as well as in documentary films on health. She has been featured commentator on nearly every major television network, as well as radio, print, and internet media. Dr. Duvasala is also involved in national governance in the field of psychology and has served as the chair of the Committee on Socioeconomic Status at the American Psychological Association and is presently a member of the advisory board of the Minority Fellowship Program of the American Psychological Association. Dr. Duvasala recognizes that narcissism, and technology have changed the landscape of love and relationships and provides keen insights on how to survive the new territory of love and commitment. As a South Asian woman, she also brings a nuanced understanding of issues around immigration, assimilation, cultural tug-of-wars, and the role of cultural expectations on our experiences of mental health and mental illness. Dr. Duvasawa brings a unique expertise, an authentic voice as a professor, clinician, a researcher, author, media commentator, and mother. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to bring her on right now and introduce her to you. Here she is. Dr. Romani, are you with me? I'm here. Thank you. That's quite an introduction. I Yeah, I don't know that I deserve all that, but thank you. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you. I'm I'm excited to have you because uh, I wanted to uh, get with a uh, psychologist who could add some insight to some of our topics from that we do from time to time. You know, the show's uh, birth was about love, dating, sex, relationships, and marriage. And uh, uh, I've got some friends who are doctors who have been with me for years and wanted to add you, hopefully, and we could fit into your schedule from time to time. And uh, Bring that you sounds on great. To talk about that like tonight. To get right into it, uh, Dr. Romani, I'd like to uh, ask you: Had you heard about um, 
I guess today's news was uh, uh, Mr. Meyer at Ohio State. He has uh, had to step down due to the fact that Zachary Smith uh, was in an abusive relationship with his ex-wife and uh, mm-hmm. that he knew him, and he had to step down. And since our title of the show is Finding Love After Heartbreak, I bring that story mm-hmm. up to you as well as another one I want to talk about in New York recently because when I read it today uh, about Zachary Smith, uh, he, her, his wife had a restraining order that he should stay away mm-hmm. 500, um, 500 feet, I think it was. And uh, and, and so it, it says to me that they had, they had separated. They had broken up. I don't know if that they were divorced, but it was over. Uh, It was was also alleged in the article that I read that she had talked to the wives of the other football coaches' wives and let them know Mm -hmm. what was going on. Why in a situation, when it's over, I know you have children together, um, that people have a tendency not to be able to move on. There's this, as as I just read in your bio, tug of war. That they have mm-hmm. to have. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, again, obviously, in a situation like that, the Ohio State one is far more complicated because obviously the nuances around, you know, domestic violence and, you know, all, all you know, people, you know, transparency and all that. So even if we get away from that story and say, when something's over, why can't people just let it go and move on? And it's an easy answer and it's just one word, and that's ego. It's really ego because that you're, you're then what it means is that you're still almost stuck in that and you feel like you might still be owed something or you deserve something, or you just can't get yourself out of your own way. I'm not saying that people who get stuck, that there's something wrong with them. I think we, every single one of us, you, me, everyone I know has had a broken heart and we can get mentally stuck. And that, to me, though, is normal for a little while. That's a period of grief. You know, you're letting go of that old relationship. And I'd say three to six months, sometimes even a year, of just not being able to let that go. And I think that's appropriate that you actually do fully grieve it before you do try to throw your hat in the ring again. However, past that, when you're really holding on in the long term or you can't let go in a way that you're going on social media and you keep sort of talking about that person and you talk to everyone you can about it. There is a point at which you wonder, are you still in the relationship because of how much you talk about it and how much mental real estate you give over to it? Another reason for this, though, is that I think that a lot of people have an overdeveloped sense that the world should be just. Everything should be fair and everyone's owed an explanation. After a breakup, a lot of people will say to me, I just want to know why. Why did they break up with me? They need to give me an explanation. And I said, sometimes there isn't a why. They're just done. And that's really, really hard for people because people want a just explanation. They want everything to sort of equal out. That doesn't really work in real life, especially in matters of the heart. So I think when you see people kind of getting in their own way, feeling stuck, feeling sometimes entitled and feeling that it all has to be just and even. Those are the kinds of things that can keep people stuck in a relationship way after it's over. Finally, I think people tell themselves stories about their relationship. They actually hold on to all the good parts and knit together the story of a relationship that never really existed. In fact, I've worked with people who are in relationships that lasted 20 years and they're still talking about the first six weeks. And I'm thinking, yeah, I understand that happened 20 years ago, but for the remaining 18, 19 years, 
this has really been a tough relationship. So it's amazing how people can kind of get stuck in a moment. And by getting stuck in a moment, it gets hard for them to let go. And that's obviously above and beyond all the practical stuff, like children and finances and homes together and families and extended families. Like, obviously, those are other reasons people often can't let go because they just want to keep up a lifestyle that worked at a certain point in time. Well, you brought up a very interesting point, and I definitely want to get into that. You brought up ego, and, yeah. and that's the first reason. Let me go into that just a little bit. You're mm-hmm. dating some three months, six months, a year. Mm-hmm. You are interested in the person. The person is interested in you. But mm-hmm. now, when I ask you this question, on the back end, you're telling me about ego. And, and just bear with me for a mm-hmm. second because I want to set this up for our audience. Okay, now it's over, and you're saying the reason they can't let go is because of ego. Why don't yeah. people see that in the six months or a year of dating, and what should they look for, Dr. Romani, about this ego that may end up on the back end like this where they can't right. let go? Yeah. Any sign. You know, what, what, I, what happens is a big problem of how relationships are constructed, not just in the United States, but all over the world, is that there's, there's so much in these relationships about possession. You know, the sense is this is something that belongs to me. And men and women are both guilty of this. This person belongs to me. I'm like, hell no. Nobody belongs to anyone. That's a really messed up position that if you choose to be with me, that's a relationship. You can also choose to walk out that door. At no point does anyone belong to anyone, including a child with a parent. At one point, that child gets to go off and be their own person. And I think that's where the error is, and that's where the ego is. If you think something belongs to you, you really kind of get caught up in saving. Like you think your car, your car might belong to you because you paid for it. That's an object. It's not a person. And ego really plays a role when we start viewing things as objects that belong to us, especially when it's people which, like I said, that, that's never going to apply. So it's this sense that when this thing ends, that this thing that belonged to you has gone away. It never belonged to you in the first place. So you really need to catch that about yourself. And if you feel like either you yourself or that other person are coming at this relationship from a perspective of possession, control, or ownership, that's a huge red flag. That's a problem. He belongs to me. Don't you look at him. He belongs to me. She belongs to him. What are you talking about? He, she's choosing to be with you at this moment in time. That's all you got. And so that's where I see a lot of this comes from. And, again, and, and that, a lot of that drives that, that um, dynamic of control. And people who have a lot of a, a control dynamic in their relationships, they're the ones who have the most trouble letting go, and they can get very vindictive in those cases. And some people have trouble letting go because they're very insecure. They almost feel like they can't replace that person, even if they were treated badly in the relationship. In some ways, that's almost like the opposite of ego. That's almost like they don't have enough ego to say, I can move forward and I can find something that's healthier. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, When we come back, we're going to go into some music. Dr. Romani, hold on. We're going to go into some music. And for those of you out there who would like to talk to Dr. Romani, we're going to be taking your calls this evening as well if you have questions. But uh, we're going to talk more about that ego and possession and people building their world around somebody. And when when it's all over, they can't let go. It crashes, and they build their whole world around that. We're going to talk more about that 
with another incident that happened into New York. So you guys stick around because we got some music for you right now. I'm going to take you into a song by Joe. It's entitled, appropriately for this show, If You Lose Her, here inside the Love Zone USA. What's up? This is your man Joe. Catch me live on the Love Zone USA with my man Mike T. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern and expecting to hear from you. With Mike T on the Love Zone, USA.com.
I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover.
That's Lettuce, the old known USA, here with yours, Julie Mike T. And we're here talking about the topic, finding love after heartbreak. We're going to get back into that with our uh, guest, Dr. Romani, uh, in just a moment. But I want to remind you that we've got a brand new radio reality show coming to the Love Zone USA. It's called The Urban Love Diary. It's about um, young people, young people uh, leaving college and going on their corporate journey to uh, start their careers, and simultaneously while trying to navigate getting that corporate job and navigating their careers, they're trying to find love. It's going to be the first radio reality show. We want you to stay tuned for that. It's called The Urban Love Diary, bringing it to you here inside the Love Zone USA. I'm going to go back with our guests uh, where we were Left off with talking about possession and, uh, you know, people possess things and, and like job. It's my job. Next thing you know, the job is no longer yours, and we may hear in the news that somebody went back into some office complex and shot up the place because they lost what they considered their job, my job. My brother and I had that conversation, and uh, I think Dr. Romani is correct. I'm going to bring him back on. And uh, mm-hmm. let's explore that, doctor. Doctor, when people, like you said, possession, and they build their mm-hmm. world around, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is my wife. I have my kids, and you bring me into what has recently happened in New York. I don't know if you heard about it. it was a young lady from Australia. She was coming back on visitation uh, rights with the. She husband. was actually from the Netherlands. She was actually oh, from the, the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. He, with his visitation, he killed her, he killed his current wife, and he killed the child. Can, can you talk about, you know, this more of this possession and this ownership to why people feel yeah. like they're losing their entire world you because know, somebody Yeah, away? yeah. That case is probably complicated because I think that, you know, what gets complicated, sadly, in that case, not that there would ever, ever, ever be a rationale for someone killing someone, you know, that in, in some of these custody cases, that it is made impossible for a parent to see a child, which we know in international custody cases, especially with certain European systems, the Netherlands is a great example of these systems that are not very father-friendly, that a person can actually bankrupt themselves in trying to get to their child, and they literally feel so hopeless. You know, ask anyone, if you separated them from their child, what would they do to get to them? They'd say, I'd probably kill someone to get there. And I think a person could literally snap under those conditions. I think that example is unique in that it was a long, drawn-out custody battle. The mother wasn't allowing him access to his kid. He went bankrupt trying to pay attorneys to have his parental rights. So using Noah that as a stepping-off place is that when people are in relationships and they can't have the person they want, that they do get to that place of snap. And let's remove a kid. Like, let's just make it about a man and a woman, okay? And, and, the man, and the woman says, you know what, this isn't working for me anymore. I want to go. Or the man says, I want to you know, move on. This isn't working for me anymore. The sense is that you belong to me. You owe me something. I'm entitled to see you. That they cannot cope with that. That definitely, that definitely circles around this idea of possessiveness. 
and, and control. Like you are my thing. You are my object. That's a dynamic that shows up early in a relationship. When the other, when the partner starts restricting your access to other people, they keep asking you where you are, baby, I want to be with you all the time. That's how much I love you. Don't you love me? How come you don't want to be with me all the time? That's a red flag to get the hell out of that relationship. And so I think a lot of people think now he's so into me. We're so in love. He wants to spend all this time with me. I'll say, absolutely not. That's not healthy. And so what happens is in that dynamic, the person literally believes someone belongs to them. And when, if somebody comes up to you and pulls your phone out of your hand, you chase them down the street. Like, that's my phone. What are you doing? It's a thing. Mm. And when a person decides to leave and says, this is not working for me anymore, it may hurt. You're not owed an explanation. I'm sad for you, but you grieve it and you let it go. Human beings don't belong to human beings. Sometimes you don't always get an explanation. But one thing nobody is owed is another person. That, again, I'm not talking about custody issues and all that. I'm really talking about people who are in an adult relationship that nobody owes anyone anything. And I think that that idea that you are my thing is really what drives a lot of this inability to move on in many cases. Like I said, it's one extreme or the other. It's either the people who are really possessive, really controlling, they feel like this person has no right to leave them and they will get them back at any price, or the people who are so insecure that if a relationship ends, they truly believe they cannot get back on their feet. So they're both pathological conditions in different, in different directions. Well, okay, doing dating. I would think there's mm-hmm. something you can do across the table while da- at dinner, while dating, going to the park, picnic, mm-hmm. somewhere down the line for our audience. What mm-hmm. would you say to them as far as what's a way of – you mentioned ego, then you mentioned insecurity. Yeah. What mm-hmm. questions should our audience kind of ask or, or look for in that dating process so maybe they can see whether that's a red flag before they get too deep on it? Because to me, it has yeah. to show up in, in the beginning. It shows very I know early. It shows up early. It, 12 years later, you're married, you got kids, and now you, you – uh, I'll talk about the Zachary situation. There's one right. more word to use with that, with pressure. He said there was pressure mm-hmm. from the job, and I knew football and coaching. Mm-hmm. There isn't a pressure. Mm-hmm. Just like the sales rep, I was in sales. They have a lot of rejection. What would mm-hmm. you say to ladies to, 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 to smoke out this insecurity or right. these egos that you pinpoint yeah. that could eventually on the back end end up what we're talking about? Make sure that they – I think it's an incredible question, and everybody – these signs always show early. Pay attention to how comfortable they are to you having your friends, your career, your family, and celebrating your life rather than saying, no, you have to be with me all the time because if you're not with me all the time, then that means you really don't care about me because that's control. Do not confuse control and love. Do not confuse control and passion. That's the mistake people make. He wants to be 24 hours a day. It's a new relationship. We should want to be together 24 hours a day. No, you shouldn't. A relationship only works when two fully formed human beings that can exist independently come together. That's a healthy relationship, not somebody who needs to possess and control another person so much because they're so insecure, because they think they're going to go away that they literally suffocate them. And I think that that's, and sadly, a lot of people fall for that myth or they feel guilty. They're like, well, yeah, we're in the early part of our relationship. I should be spending all my time with him or her. No, you shouldn't. And if you feel that pressure, if you feel like you're being 
sort of monitored? How come you're with your friends? How come I'm not your only priority? If somebody in the first few months of dating is saying, why am I not your priority? Say, because you're not. I'm my priority. You know, like my healthy self and slowly building us together. Our relationship is about the two individuals in it who together might make something wonderful, but those need to be freestanding units. So how much of it is they're saying, I'm not your priority. How come you're not always with me? Why do you want all this other stuff? If I was, if you like me so much, you'd be able to cut that other stuff off. Absolutely not. When a person loves someone, they don't make them give up the things that matter to them. I know in psychology, and I've never taken it in college, but uh, you see it in movies all the time. You see it everywhere. Every time you see psychologists, and they evidently have these people laying on the couch, and the first thing they ask them is, tell me a little bit about your childhood. So Mm -hmm. in dating, I would think there's something when you talk about a person's past, and and there should be some signs. Uh, Would you... What would you detect out of a person talking about their childhood that could either bring up this insecurity mm-hmm. or, if you said, ego? What, 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 would you, what would you detect when a person is talking about their childhood for these ladies mm-hmm. who are asking the man, how was your childhood? What, what did you do in high school? You know, because you want to get some background mm-hmm. information on a person and loosen them right. up to be honest. And I think that's the perfect opportunity when you're across from each other and they want to talk about themselves what would you what would you be looking for when you look uh, ascertain those questions about childhood uh, to hopefully pinpoint some of what you're you're talking about ego or insecurity? You want to be careful with that because most people aren't trained to on how to listen to a person's childhood narrative in a way that's meaningful. Even I need a few go rounds with a client to sort of hear how their childhood <laughs> ties in. I, because remember, they could be selling you about they could be selling you a ridiculous line. I can't tell you how many clients I've worked with where they were given some sob story about some tragic childhood by some controlling person they were getting into a relationship with, and they came to find out mm-hmm. in the months and years to come that everything that person told them was a lie. It was just a story meant to curry empathy, uh, sympathy. So you want to be careful with that. I don't know. I think that you actually want to watch how somebody treats you right now. Really pay attention to that. Then if you start putting together the pieces, but listen, somebody who's really that possessive, that controlling, that person, they're probably not going to always give you the best narrative about their childhood. They're going to spin it the way they want because they're trying to sell something to you. I would pay attention to the stories you hear. Make sure that they're all consistent. If you meet other people who know them and that kind of thing, because they might tell you, my mother and father were the most demonic people who ever lived. Then you meet his mom and dad and you're like, wow, these are really nice people. And you might question that. So I think that you want to be very careful because like I said, a, a childhood story can be a sell. However, If they do share with you some stories about childhood where they were always trying to sort of prove themselves to their parents or their parents or that one of their parents were always putting them down and they were always, you know, meant to strive too much, like that to prove themselves to their parents or their family, that's something to pay attention to because people who come from that kind of situation where they're always being told as a child that they're not enough, that's a real setup for being insecure. So if that's how they're like, they always feel like they're not enough when a person feels that way or 
they're always trying to prove themselves. So a person meets someone new in a dating relationship and there's lots of swagger, for example. When that's going on, it's often because they're trying to overcompensate for something. That might be a pattern that started in childhood, but you can just pay attention to the swagger they're showing now. I think a lot of people fall for swagger and charisma and charm. Those tend to be characteristics associated with insecurity, even though we view them as being associated with confidence. They're typically not. Mm -hmm. So I think you can view about how the person is currently without getting so lost in the thickets of their childhood because you don't know if they're selling you a good bill of goods anyhow. <laughs> You're so right. Dr. Romani, we're going to come back and talk about stalkers, and after that we're going to try to get some calls in and then let you go. Um, ladies okay. and gentlemen, I'm here with my guest, Dr. Romani, and uh, we're talking about finding love after heartbreak. And when we return, we're going to come back and talk about stalkers because those are people who really can't let go. They tend to, uh, you know, look around. And if you remember the, the story about, um, I guess, Nicole and OJ, he was uh, – Looking through the window, did you hear about that? So why can't these people just walk away? They, they tend to stalk the person. We're going to talk about that with our doctor when we return. Right now we're going to go into some music by Earth, Wind, and Fire here on the Love Zone USA. This is the Flyjack Tom Joiner plus my co-host Jay Anthony Brown. This is Jay Anthony Brown. If you want to hear some good talk and some good music, listen to the Mike T Show on the Love Zone USA. Com. That's what I do. Watch out there now. Come on, DJ, <laughs> hit me with another track.
Hi, this is Cool of Cool and the Gang. When you want the best in love and entertainment, be sure to listen to the Girlfriend Network, where you not only get advice on dating, but the best music on the internet, with a little summer madness on the Love Zone, USA.com. Be like, oh, no, Everywhere I go, they be like, 
Bruno Mars here inside the Love Zone USA. If you'd like to call in and speak to the doctor before I let her go, uh, the telephone number is 347-539-5729. And when you dial in, just press 1. That'll let us know that you want to speak to the guest tonight. That number again is 347-539-5729 if you want to speak to the doctor, Dr. Romani, uh, who's with me. We're going to talk about closure, but before we do that, I want to remind you, Monday night, uh, we got the Girlfriend Network, and they're going to be on hiatus for a little while, just until September, Uh, but you can check out some of their uh, special shows. We're going to be doing some reruns on Monday nights, 9.30 to 10.30. That's the Girlfriend Network, where we say women stay connected, so be sure to check out Charisma and uh, your girl, Nacone, because they give a different perspective on love, sex, dating, and marriage. And tonight I'm doing my bit with uh, finding love after heartbreak and uh, trying to get you to see some things in advance and how to move on. We're going to talk about moving on right after this, but want to talk a little bit about stalkers because that people who stalk have not evidently let the relationship go. Uh, so, Dr. Romani, can you talk about stalkers and maybe some of the signs people should look for before getting into those type of relationships? Because we're going to want to give our audience some insight to what not to do so they end up with these, uh, uh, I guess, what I call um, <laughs> continuous relationships where the people just hang on. Stalkers, what, what, what should our audience know about them, especially the ladies? Stalkers are sticky right from the beginning. This is not like this is not someone who's like a Mr. Easygoing guy who one day turns. They are very they're often very intense from the jump, very entitled. Obviously they're very insecure. That's why they're stalkers. They they tend to be narcissistic in some cases, they're just flat out sociopaths. It tends to be part of a larger personality profile and it can be very, very dangerous. And so but these you know, it's like it's in it's Almost like the over-texting in the beginning, the too much staying in touch. Sometimes people are like, oh, that's cute. We texted for three hours. I'm like, no, that's not cute. You know, like that's mm-hmm. just too much. Mm-hmm. It's just too yeah. much. So you're paying attention to the too muchness of it all. And I think everyone's sort of living in this fairy tale world of, of late. Like courtships are all supposed to be these big fairy tales and intense and all-encompassing. Listen, you know, the occasional kind of sweet goodnight text, great. But if that person gets really angry, if you don't respond to every text or every email Mm -hmm. in a very short period of time from early in the relationship, get out. That is such a sign of danger that they cannot even bear that you're not responding and that they view that as you sort of, you know, getting one over on them, that you're being rude or something to them and that they'll get really angry. If they say, how come you didn't text me right away? Who are you with? And there's lots of accusations of jealousy or, you know, cheating or old boyfriends or that kind of thing. When those patterns start showing themselves early on, get out while the getting is good. And even then, they may still stalk you. So you really, really, I mean, I've known people have had to have had to move, have had to change phone numbers. I mean, it can get really ugly really quickly. So you really want to look for that, like, hey, I texted you. How come you didn't text me back right away? As soon as somebody asks you that question, get the hell out of the relationship, especially if it's happening early on. That kind of possessiveness, if it's showing itself early in the game, is a real problem. It's one thing you've been married to someone for five years, like, hey, I texted you about those tires. Should I buy them or not? I need an answer because I'm at the tire store. That's not what we're talking about. 
about. You know, we're talking about someone who just met you and gets really gets their nose really bent out of shape because you're not staying in regular touch with them. Those kinds of signs. And, and also if they're stalking you on social media, hey, you said you were going to sleep. But then I looked, I looked and I saw you were still on Facebook for 15 minutes. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's stalking. That's stalking. And so when somebody's like, I know you're not really sleeping, or you can't really be working because I saw that you were on Instagram, that kind of monitoring your behavior at all times, get up. It's that mm. simple. Get out early because you, by then, if the stalker tends to view it as like they're putting more and more resources in the relationship and they want to get what they want back. They're very controlling. They don't understand the word no. They don't have good boundaries. Um, and, you know, they, they likely have a track record of this. You know, unfortunately, we don't have Yelp for people. Because if we did, all the other people, they stalk, we put reviews up and say, don't date this guy. He stalks people. You know, without that kind of information, you're going to have to figure this out yourself. And so those signs show themselves early. And someone might be like, yeah, no, we're just, we're just, maybe he's a little insecure. If you're using new relationship and insecure in the same sentence, that's a great time to get out. Wow. Wow. That is, that is valuable information. Uh, I'm sure the woman, I don't know if you, I can't remember her name, but um, it was in the news, Arizona. Uh, she was a doctor, yes. was she? And her well, husband. You're talking about the case where the guy, yeah, and killed her. They killed various mental health professionals associated with the case and that kind of thing. Are you talking about that case? Yeah, where where she married the detective who was helping her. Yes. Trying mm-hmm. to get away from the guy, and yeah, uh, yeah. he finally they finally shot him. He, he mm-hmm. died. You know. I, yeah, I, but a lot of I, other I, people died in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I hear cases like that in the news, I always say to myself, what didn't she see in the beginning that, you know, I just don't know how you get in a relationship with a person who could flip you know, and be that it, it happens in the beginning because women in particular, and some men too, you know, but a lot of women get socialized to be nice. I don't want to be mean. That feels mean. I should be nice. I should be nice. That I should be niceness. I'm not saying women out there have to, you know, kind of really be difficult. But when somebody's really encroaching on your boundaries and making demands on you, especially early in the game, that is a sign. Because if a person's on their best behavior in the first three weeks and it's already really in your face, it's only going to get to be more pronounced. It's only going to get to be worse. So I think that women thinking, well, maybe I should be nice. And the, the other problem is everyone feels like, I should give him a chance. Listen, mm. if a guy is six minutes late or he gets you the wrong flowers or maybe he orders you a regular soda instead of a diet soda, yeah, that's a second chance. But when somebody's on you about not returning text fast enough or why are you on Facebook or, you know, I saw that you were here or I, you were there or let me buy you a cell phone and then he puts find your iPhone on it so he always know where, knows where you are, those are the kinds of patterns that really should put people, that should really raise red flags. You've got to remember a lot of stocky guys and, and some stocky women, but more stocking men, they often do tend to be very controlling and they'll sometimes use money to control someone. So they'll come in heavy with the gifts and the money and, hey, let me buy you a car and let me buy you a phone, let me buy you a bag. And people fall for that. People fall for that kind of a, that transactional kind of a thing. And then they view that the control is almost, well, he's buying me all this stuff. no. No one can ever, nobody buys that from someone. You know, I don't care how many bags or shoes or cars they buy you. That doesn't give someone that right. And if there's that kind of mistrustfulness from the jump, 
that really evidences a problem. So in a case like that, odds are, and I, I've done many interviews with people who have had this habit. They said they had this pattern in their lives, and they said this stuff showed itself very early on. They just kept saying, mm-hmm. ah, we're having fun doing other things, so maybe I just need to ignore it. And a lot of people feel like dating is hard. I finally kind of found someone I'm a little bit attracted to. Let me give him a chance because it feels too exhausting to go back out there. Honestly, you'd be better off alone. <laughs> Yeah, dating is hard, huh? Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dr. Romani, I I so appreciate your insight tonight. Before I let you go, I want to ask you real quickly about your book, Mm -hmm. Uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go? It seems to tie right into our title of the show tonight. Should I Stay or Should I Go? What what is your book about? And uh, tell our audience a little bit about it. It's about narcissism and about really sort of this current increasing problem of more and more narcissistic people, people who are lack empathy, who are controlling, who are entitled, who are grandiose, arrogant, charming, charismatic, you know, they're sort of the bad guys and the bad gals out there that people find themselves getting into relationships with. It's a real problem. And a lot of people don't know what to do. They've been married for 15 years and then they realize like, wow, this person's never going to change. What am I going to do? Do I stay because we have kids or we have a house or, you know, we have a life together or do I go and really get a fresh start in life? And the book walks people through both of those choices because it's not for me or you or anyone else to tell someone what to do in a relationship. We're not talking, I mean, again, other than when there's violence and when there's violence, you always you know, want to go. But I'm saying like, you know, hey, he's not very nice to you or he ignores you or it's just not a very pleasant relationship. To be able to make choices about that and really understand some basic things about narcissism, it really doesn't change. That person never really gets insight. So you're sort of stuck in a pattern. Ask yourself how you got there in the first place. And if you're willing to live like this, and if you do leave, what that really means too. So it prepares a person once they're in that kind of relationship. And hopefully some people read the book and don't get into that kind of relationship in the first place. That would be great. And they can get the book where? Uh, until audience they can, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at barnesandnoble.com. I think Amazon actually was sold out last week, but I think they got more stock in, barnesandnoble.com. And you can go to your local bookseller, and they will always order it for you. So you can get it you know, at any, at any online bookseller or certainly at a bookstore. And if they don't have it, they'll definitely get it for you. Like I said, we just sold out, but more are coming in, and a lot of people all over the world have used it as a survival manual for these really difficult, toxic relationships to give them some, some sense of sanity, um, you know, and salvation in the midst of that. Wow. That is, that is great. And I know psychology is usually uh, a, a local situation, um, mm-hmm. uh, but, do you, uh, you know, we have a national audience. Is there, would, would yeah. it be uh, permissible for people to contact you from, you know, not yeah. only California? Yeah, you know, I would – yeah, I'd suggest people to follow us on social media. I have a great team, and in, um, all of our social media handles are Dr. Romani, D-O-C-T-O-R-R-A-M-A-N-I. And even if you do a search on narcissism online, I'm the name that's going to come up. And go ahead and follow us, because we're also actually starting to launch a series of seminars around the country. So, you know, if people don't live in California they, you know, they can and can't see me for therapy in Los Angeles or something. They can definitely get in touch with me about setting up consultations. Um, they can do that through social media, but they can also keep an eye out because we are setting up these seminars and they'll both be online ones and in-person ones. And so we're slowly, we're slowly rolling that out. So if people have questions about this, and a lot of people do, it's a great way to get answers and learn from other people's questions. In fact, 
in a few minutes, we're actually going, we're starting, we're doing an Instagram live on narcissism this evening. So um, if people want to tune into that, they may get some of their questions answered. Oh, super, super. Well, I won't hold you any longer. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it was so nice to talk to you. It was really nice to talk to you. I'll love to have you back and invite you back on other topics in the future. Hopefully you can um, fit, it in, fit us in your schedule. That would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies right. and gentlemen. Take care now. Dr. Take care. Take care, Dr. Romani. That's uh, Dr. Romani. Uh, she's a psychologist and someone I think you want to get to know. Like I said, uh, I kind of looked uh, long and hard to find someone who would be able to give you the insight that could help you. As we always say on this show, we're here to educate, elevate, and most importantly, entertain. We're going to go into more music and come back and talk about some of the things that we have up and coming. Hopefully this show has been helpful to you. Right now I'm going to take you into Brooklyn. This one is by Greg Caracas, you know, Greg Caracas, actually, from California. We had him on the show about two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm pleasure meeting him. We're going to play some of his music, and we'll be back to talk about some of the upcoming things we have in the future here on the Love Zone. USA.com.
What's going on? It's me, your man, Will Downing. I'll be spending the evening with you, my fans, in the love zone, in the love zone, in the love zone. So be sure to tune in on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Can't wait to see you in the love zone, in the love zone, in the love zone, in the love zone.
and go to our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is facebook.com backslash the love zone USA. That's Facebook backslash facebook.com backslash the love zone USA. You can keep in touch with us and all our shows. Uh, we talked about having, you know, a show about Michael Jackson and definitely going to do that. I was looking at that just recently. Going to get Pearl back on and uh, get updates because I've seen a lot of new information uh, circulating around about uh, Michael Jackson and his death, and she is the expert on that. She does more investigative reporting than anyone that I know. We're going to try to get it back on the Love Zone so we can get updated here inside the Love Zone. Make sure you check out my girls on Monday night, the Girlfriend Network, yeah, Charisma, and Nacone, where women stay connected. Got a brand new show coming up August the 14th on a Tuesday night. That's with Jackie and Zuhela. They're going to be here with Plus Size Life. Be sure to check that out. Tell your friends who are plus size because it's a place where we're going to cater to plus size women. And uh, bottom line, our motto for that show is being plus is never a negative. Be sure to check it out. Plus Size Life here on the LoveZoneUSA.com with more good music coming at you. Right now, I'm going to take you into Maroon 5. We've got music to take you away with. This one's entitled Girls Like You on the LoveZoneUSA.com.
45 Maybe I'm barely alive Maybe you're taking my shit for the last time Yeah Maybe I know that I'm drunk Maybe I know you're the one Maybe I'm thinking it's better if you drive Like you run around with guys like me to sundown When I come through, I need a girl like you, yeah Not too long ago, I was dancing with Dolly No one's really real if I let you be my mama You don't want a girl like me, I'm too crazy For every other girl you meet, it's too gay I'm sure them other girls are nice enough But you need someone to spice it up So who you gonna call, party, party Come and rub it up like a Harley, Harley Why is the best food always forbidden? I'm coming to you now doing 20 over the limit The red light, red light, stop I don't play when it comes to my heart, let's get it though I don't really want a white horse in a carriage I think you more white horse than a carriage I need you right here, cause every time you fall I play with this kitty like you play with the guitar Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. And learn. A club isn't the best place to find the lovers, so the bar is where I go. Me and my friends sat at the table doing shots, tripping fast, and then we talk slow. Come over and start up a conversation with just me And trust me, I'll give it a chance now Take my hand, stop it, and the man on the jukebox And then we start to dance And I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love Your love was handmade for somebody like me Come on now, follow my lead I may be crazy, don't mind me Say, boy, let's not talk too much Grab on my waist and put that body on me Come on now, follow my lead Come, come on now, follow my lead Follow my 
and let that person shine through. That's the person people want to meet. I'm going to leave you in the hands of Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, it's not a summer. If you don't hear a little bit of Earth, Wind, and Fire, I'm going to give you a back-to-back before I go. Here inside the Love Zone USA, as I always say in closing, I'm a Georgia company. Hope you've enjoyed mine. For those of you who did, I'll see you another time, whatever you do. Again, do it with two and keep it real. As we close off with two of Earth, Wind, and Fire's songs, it's going to be a back-to-back. Here's Reasons on the Love Zone USA.com. Love Zone USA. Back to back to back to back to back to back.
Would you mind? 